Hello everyone and welcome back to the Artistic Futures podcast. My name is Marie and in this series I will be meeting some extraordinary people who work in music and opera and who are keen to share their passion with the next generation. From performers to conductors, directors to choreographers, you will get an insight into how a range of artists built on their career, turning what they enjoyed doing and were good at into a profession. Again, it will be full of useful tips and advice for those of you who would be tempted to give it a go. So, let's get started. In this episode, I caught up with director Emma Black. After graduating from the University of Leeds, Emma worked for the chorus and orchestra department at Opera North before making the move to freelance directing and assisting. Since then, she has worked as director and assistant director for numerous opera houses, both in the UK and abroad. Recently, she assisted on the Opera North production of Orpheus. In 2022, she also took on the role of young artist director for Opera Holland Park's new production of Eugene Oenjeging. She will be directing the opera again with the Opera North Youth Company and chorus for a semi-stage performance taking place at the University of Leeds in March. Hi Emma, thank you so much for being with me this morning. You've been at Opera North for the last few months working on Orpheus and you've been working at Opera North quite a bit over the last few years yes. as assistant director on many shows and director for some of our youth yes. activities as well. What made you want to become a director? It's not necessarily a career path that comes comes to mind like straight straight away. So, so was there something in particular that you saw? What oh. what in, inspired you to choose that career path? So, I've always loved stage stagecraft and being on being on stage, but also backstage. And when I was uh, in school, I was in end of year productions. I did a little bit of stage management. And then when I was in sixth form, the way that my school, uh, we had an annual drama competition where the sixth formers directed um, the year sevens. Um, and I did that with a, with a group of friends. And I thought, well, this is really fun. <laughs> and also, I think this kind of brings in lots of things I've learned over, the, over what I'd done by that point. So that was kind of bubbling away. And then I went to university uh, intending to be a journalist, intending to be a film critic, that was the plan and I went and studied English and then quite quickly changed to English in classics um, but had taken my oboe with me because I am an oboist as well and was in orchestras and got involved in the Opera Society Orchestra and played for them in the, in the orchestra for a few years and then in my final year of university I for some reason decided I really wanted to be in a production of Pirates of Penzance but I can't sing. <laughs> so I thought that the only way that could happen was if I put it on. So I approached the Opera Society and said, um, do you have plans for your summer show? And they said no. And they said, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to direct Pirates of Penzance. So they put it to a vote and it came back yes. And then I vividly remember calling my mum and saying, and now I have to direct Pirates. So it sort of kind of happened. It was no, there was no kind of final... There was no kind of road to Damascus moment. It all no. sort of was bubbling away. 
And then I remember that production of Pirates vividly because I just threw everything at it and I, I borrowed from other productions of Pirates that I'd seen and kind of threw everything at the wall and some of it stuck and some of it didn't. Um, and then at the same time as I was putting on Pirates, uh, I was applying for an internship at Opera North, an administrative, administ- administrative internship to work with the chorus and orchestra managers, um, which I then got. So I, I was incredibly fortunate in that I did an arts degree and then walked out into an arts job. And that's how I yeah. then got into the Opera North building. Great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you, you had some experience of seeing operas and knowing about mm. operas yes. uh, growing up? Like, yes. So do, you, um, do you remember the first time you went to I do, vividly. Yeah. Well, I remember the first opera I saw. Uh, I'm from Nottingham and Opera North tour to Nottingham. Uh, and I went, when I, yeah, when I was in sixth form, which I think is such a, when you're late teens, you're such a sponge. Um, And you're also kind of trying to work out what you're going to do, what you're going to do next. And I got a five pound student ticket to go and see Cosi Van Tutti, uh, mm. which Opera North put on, which I then later found out when I was working here was directed by Tim Albury, who I then had the privilege of assisting. So that feels very oh, full nice. circle. So that yeah. was lovely. And I, and I vividly remember I was in the very top, very top circle of Nottingham Theatre Royal on the front row of the gods and the curtain flew out. Um, And they sang it in English, which I think was such a, for a first time opera goer, because I was prepared for it to be in another language and I'll see how I did, but it was in English and it's a comedy and obviously it's Mozart, so it's very easy on the ear. And I kind of bounded home and told my parents that I'd loved it. And my dad is a massive opera fan. So he's like, great, next time Opera North are back, we'll go as a family. Mm -hmm. So then we then saw Thieving Magpie and we also saw Figaro. And then when I went to uni and I came to Leeds University, I genuinely had no idea Opera North were here. I thought they were in Manchester. So it was a very lovely surprise mm. that I was then in the, the same city. So did, did you go a lot as I a did, student? Yes. Well? Yeah, um, cool. I did, yes. I definitely remember seeing Madame Butterfly. And then there was a Gershwin double bill. Um, and I'm a big fan of Gershwin. And that, mm. was, that was brilliant. And then in my final year, uh, Opera North put on Rudigal for the first time. I went to the studio run as part of the D.A.R.E. collaboration that Opera North has with the University of Leeds. They kind of opened out, opened up the Rudigal rehearsal process to students and I kind of signed up for everything. Um, yes. That's brilliant. I think for young people listening <clears throat> who might not be quite sure what <clears throat> the role of a director or assistant director yeah. is, I, I know they are quite different they things. Different. Maybe you could tell us a little bit Absolutely. about what your work yes. entails. Um, so as a director, uh, generally everything that you see on the stage um, in terms of the movement of a performer and sometimes what the show looks like, although that, that also can fall to a designer, um, That is the director. The director is the person that uh, decides how the story will be told and how the actors will move about the space to tell that story. And then as an assistant director, I often describe it as being the director's second brain and different directors use assistants differently. In general, it's a more kind of practical role. Uh, you're often in charge of the schedule. You're often in charge of rehearsing the understudies or the covers um, and Also, you take notes with the director and then if the director is busy doing something else, you will then distribute those notes. So, you know, um, asking the actors to do something slightly different the next time they they perform that certain scene. You get to know the show really well. And then what often happens is then after opening night, the director then goes on to their next fabulous project and the assistant director stays with the show and will watch every performance and look after the show. 
So you've you've worked as an assistant director on quite a few yes. shows here. Is there one you particularly like? Uh, I mean, they've all been brilliant. <laughs> I have to say that. No, but genuinely, I've I've loved every one of them. Um, the first one that I did fully on my because I uh, I did I was in a, I was a second assistant director, which meant I was in a team of two on Fanchula del West, uh, which was lovely. But I was also working in the office at the same time. But the first show that I did completely on my own as an assistant was with Tim Mulberry, and it was The Coronation of Pepea by Monteverdi, who also wrote Orpheus. So again, another kind of yes. full circle. Um, and that was a very... If you talk to anyone who was in that production, I can't quite tell you why, but that was a very special show. The cast were wonderful. The creative team were wonderful. It was a very happy, ha- happy time. And then the show itself... Was, was beautiful and heartbreaking and, yeah, really quite something quite special. So Prepare is very special to me. Um, I also had the immense privilege of being part of the Little Greats season a few years ago where Opera North did six one-act operas as part of one season and I assisted on three of them oh, uh, with, three, with three different then. directors uh, and that was... That's. I mean, this company always feels like a company, but that season it especially felt like a company because we were all mucking in, all all doing essentially the same job, mm. making this this incredible season. So that, I remember that very fondly as well. That's great. So you said you started working more as part of the administrative yes. team at Opera North. So how how did you make the move to directing and how? I mean, I suppose my question is for for young people mm. who are interested in, in in directing. Yes. Yeah. What what's what the route? How what's do the route? How do how do you get yes. paid to direct? How do you get paid? So I annoyed a lot of people, and I knocked on a lot of doors because I was in a very privileged position in that I was in the the building that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that not everyone can do that, but having after university having always been involved in a show in some capacity or other throughout my entire university time and I came to Opera North to do the the admin job and I was and I was like I still want to be involved in shows so I got involved with Leeds Youth Opera who are wonderful and I basically I turned up and said I will be your assistant director for free I just want to learn I just want to learn and, and they rehearse twice a week And I basically went to rehearsals and started to learn the job of assistant that way. And that kind of kept that bubbling under. And then another university friend of mine who is now a conductor, he was approached to put on a performance of William Walton's The Bear, which is a one-act opera. And he knew that I had directing ambitions, so he asked if I wanted to do it. Um, So there's a lot of kind of... You kind of have to make your own opportunities, but also put yourself out there. And if you are interested in an art form, um, generally the people that you need to approach are also interested in the art form, and they always want to meet the next generation and love a chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but also there are also other ways through it. Like I'm, there is there are some really fabulous directing courses. I know Birkbeck do oh, a course. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you if, if there's yes. a way of studying. Absolutely, directing. there's a very respected MA at Birkbeck in opera directing um i know the royal opera house do observerships and then you can then from that then uh shadow a show and then potentially then come back uh as as a third assistant director so it's there are definitely lots of opportunities out there i used to follow um on social media things like arts jobs and and all kind of like the uh, young artist programs because 
there is there is stuff out there. Yeah, and you've been a, a young young artist. Uh, yes, this year. This year, yes. well, 2022. Sorry, yeah, for, 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, for Holland Park. Yes. So what, what has that been like? That was wonderful. Yeah. It was really really lovely. Um, I assisted for Holland Park in 2021, mm. um, and then whilst I was there, uh, said. Uh, spoke to the relevant people and basically and said that I was incredibly interested in the young artist program and the way that they do it is there's a main there's a main show uh in repertoire at Holland Park which in 2022 was Eugene Onegin by Tchaikovsky and and then attached to that is a young artist company so there every singer has a young artist counterpart Mm -mm. Um, and then there was the young artist director myself a young artist conductor is Hannah von Wheeler and a young artist repetitor who was uh, Alina Alina Sorokova Um, and we basically had we're running our our own room making our own show within the frame of the main show Uh, and then we then had two evening public performances and also two school matinees with a full orchestra every time so this for the singers especially they got to do these roles four times in costume on a stage with a proper audience and they felt like they felt and then we had reviewers come in and it felt like real real shows yeah so there's also a gap between well going from being assisting on a show mm. to being directing your yes. own show it's also a, a journey oh that's massively yeah, yeah. that's massively a journey yeah, yeah. and it's just having I think yeah running running a room being in charge of a room which is what a director ends up doing it can be quite a leap and I definitely when I was first directing things wanted to be directing much smaller productions so not big not big chorus shows yeah, yeah. So I'm like I can I can handle three or four people <laughs> Maybe five, um, yeah. and then kind of as as you then develop your your confidence and your craft, you then feel more comfortable talking to bigger groups of people. And then by the time Onyegin came round, um, you know it's, it's a big cast, and then we also had a chorus. and And I think as long as you believe in what you're saying and you believe in the vision you're trying to create, then people will come on board with you. Yeah. So there's a lot to do with like people skills. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Has there been times where you felt it's been a very challenging, well, or, or a production that has been quite challenging for you? What kind of things do you find difficult um, in in this job? I mean, definitely, I've had to learn learn the people skills and learn how to talk to a big group, and also. I, although I am talking quite slowly now, I do tend to talk quite quickly and that's not useful. So kind of having to kind of slow down and then letting the ideas come across slowly because if you if you blurt them all out in one go, it's not really... Yeah, people need to understand what, what you're trying yes, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then there are times when um, if you... If there's a, a tricky a tricky scene, maybe that the scene is not particularly well written, but that's the scene we've got and that's what we're we're working with. And the singer might have one idea of how to approach it, and you might have another. And just kind of finding what that compromise is, mm-hmm. and definitely being open to to other ideas. But also, if you strongly believe that your idea is the right idea, then having the the confidence to to forge forge ahead with what you what you had planned yeah. um, but also definitely being open to to other suggestions 
and sometimes on really big shows often the first couple of weeks there always feels to be like a lot of voices in the room and then what generally happens is that it then will settle and then the director then becomes the the, the voice the director and the conductor together become they become the voices and everyone kind of calms down it's like oh yes no we are we, we will be led it's okay it's okay that, yeah that's if you have the the luxury to have a long oh well, absolutely process. absolutely yeah. yes. <laughs> well, yes yeah so so when, when you don't have that yes. yeah you, that must be quite yes. challenging that yeah um and definitely yeah. on much shorter production shorter rehearsal times um i've definitely Uh, so, for example, when we did The Selfish Giant uh, in The Summer Just Gone, um, lovely Matthew Stiff, who was our giant, I only had him for a day, uh, having spent uh, maybe four or five days in total with the, with the youth company. So I had an hour with Matthew, and he'd already performed the role before, which was brilliant. And I kind of basically just kind of talked him through what I was thinking, what the show was at that point, gave him kind of some gateposts to hit... And then he then kind of filled in, filled in the rest. Whereas if we'd had a full day together, even two days together, it would have been a longer, a longer process. Yeah. But you kind yeah. of have to fill the time you're, yes. you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So there's a lot about like planning as well and making yes. sure you organize your time so that you <laughs> can cover everything. Yes. Brilliant. Is there like an opera you've never uh, worked on that you would love to direct one day? Um, So I've never worked on Bohème and I think I've seen I think it's the thing that I've seen the most that I've not worked on. I've seen many different productions yeah. and it will be lovely because it's it's a masterpiece. I know it's a cliche to say that, but you cannot you cannot pull one thread out of that opera. It's all there for a reason and to actually to to work on it and to get to get to grips with that score, I would love I would love to do that. Um, that does feel like a massive cliche <laughs> and then it's not it's opera adjacent um, but I I love Sondheim and I've always loved Sondheim um, so to work and I've never done and I've never done one Opera North have just done a little night music which was beautiful yeah it was um, I have a massive soft spot for Follies although it is massively flawed um, and I also saw a brilliant student production of Assassins um, so either of those again I would love to get my hands on So over the last few years, mm. you've been working with uh, the education department yes. at the Far North as well. So you directed Pirates Revisited that yes. um, I produced as well in 2017. And you've last summer also directed The Selfish Giant. Yeah. You will also be coming back in the spring of 2023 yes. to work on Eugene Oni again with the Youth Orchestra mm. and the Youth uh, Company. So that's the first time the two groups are coming yes. together. I, I just wondered if you could tell me more, a little bit more about this project and maybe... Um, 
what's the difference working with young people compared to professional? Mm. Uh, so the Onyegin project, I'm so excited to be on. Uh, so it's the youth orchestra performing the score, which is very exciting. And then our chorus will be made up from the youth company and also from the Opera North chorus. And then we've got a handful of uh, roles in it because we've done a, we've done a bit of trimming. Um, and they will be they have been cast also from the Opera North uh, grown up chorus. So it's a real kind of company company show, and it will be a semi stage concert performance, which I love doing because you can get to really let the music do its thing. Um, but also there's there's a chance to really kind of highlight these individual these individual performers. Uh, and I think it would just be a very lovely, probably quite stressful, but very lovely, <laughs> um, very lovely project. And, and, and also you've just done it as well. And I've just so, done it. So, <laughs> so, it's so, really good. Ha, 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 yeah, mm. but how do you come back to it like with a fresh eye? Well, well, for starters, we've done, we've edited it, edited it down okay. quite a lot. Yeah. So it's now music, it's going to be about 90 minutes of music. And there's normally about two and a half hours. Mm. So already that's, it's already its own thing already. Yeah. And then when I was at Holland Park, we worked on it in Russian and this will be in English. So I've got yeah. a very lovely English translation to learn. So again, like, with those two things already, it's going to, it's going to feel mm. like its own show. And the fact that I don't have any scenery and I'm going to try for a few props, but maybe not many. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'll kind of have to revisit it. Uh, we're kind of looking at the true kind of bare bones of the piece. I have informed the relevant people that there will be dancing because for the plot there has to be at least two dancers yeah, yeah. otherwise yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it and it's and also Tchaikovsky wrote it for young people he wrote it for okay. um he wrote it for music college students which I know when ah yeah. there you go no, so the That's fact that good. it's being performed especially the orchestra being performed yeah. by young people um it just all feels very like it's it feels like a really lovely thing to be doing to kind of mm. be presenting it in this way. So would you approach it a bit differently working with young people? A little. I try mm. I try not to too much. I also try not to swear as much, although in general I'm just trying <laughs> not to swear as much. Um, and I think definitely you have to remember some of the young people. This might be their very first project. Of course. Yeah. And there is a little bit of... Um, this is what this is how you are on stage and this means stage right and this means stage left and 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 the whole you know once if you're on stage you're in character and if you break character it's very obvious it might not feel like anything to you but it's very obvious to the audience and things like that and I and I love being able to be the one that teaches that because I the people that taught me when I was young I still remember very really fondly yeah. um and that kind of passing passing the baton on. So it's important for you to pass on knowledge. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, while still making a lovely show. <laughs> yeah, and why do you feel it's important for opera company like Opera North to engage with young people in this way? Because I think, you know, I had a very, very privileged arts education. Um, and it definitely, you know, when I think about my my child my teenage years um it was all I was in shows just <laughs> through school um or through I did I did ballet um just like the whole time and that's I, I remember a bit of school but that's really that's what you remember yeah. um and also it makes you you know a more well-rounded a more well-rounded person and it can give you a, a really um important kind of outlet 
if maybe your school life is not what you would like it to be or your home life is not what you'd like it to be, you get to kind of come and play pretend for a bit and also meet other like-minded people. Um, and that's that's kind of, yeah, that whole kind of like finding your tribe thing I think is really important. And, and art, arts people do tend to tend to find each other. And definitely when I went to university, I realised quite quickly that I missed that community and that's why I then you know, got myself involved in the various societies. Opera as a as an art form mm. is, is sometimes seen like something a bit like out of date. Yes. And, and, <laughs> but I, I don't think that's the case personally. But mm. how, why, why do you think it's still relevant and why do you think young, young people can actually uh, get a lot out of being involved in opera and seeing opera? I mean, I think it's... I think it's always can always still be relevant in the way that all the art, all art forms can be if they're responding to the wide responding to the to the wider world, and also there's just something so fundamentally human about singing, <laughs> and and there are obviously different styles of singing. There you've got you've got pop and you've got musicals, um, and then you have opera, and I think it's it's deemed as less relevant can be deemed as less relevant because actually it's a very expensive art form. Uh, to make and therefore sometimes to watch although I know there's lots of brilliant schemes to to help especially for young people to help you know mm -hmm. alleviate that but, but due to the the sheer number of people that you need can need <laughs> can need to make an opera um, it can get very expensive very quickly and therefore it's then seen as something that's enjoyed by the upper part of society when actually it really is for everyone. Mozart, it's a, again, it's a cliche to say this, but Mozart was writing for everyone and actually he was really writing for the working class. And then somewhere along the line, it's then become this slightly put on a pedestal thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, what I love about what Opera North does both on its main stage and its education work is that it's never... It's never been about that. It's always been about that. It's, you know, and, it's, and we're in Leeds. We're not in London. We're in Leeds and we make work for the North... Um, as yeah, as, as as you should be. Yeah. If you had one tip or, or mm. several, I don't know, to give young people um, who are thinking of embarking in a career as a director, mm. what would that be? I mean, you've already spoken about you know how you got into yes. it, but, but is there any advice you think it is, is good think, to hear? Think think about if it suits your if it suits your personality because it's a very you know if you if you don't like talking in front of big groups of people that might not be it might not be the job it might not be the job for you or if you feel that you could learn that then absolutely you know but think about how you know because it can be and I think especially in a lot of creative jobs you can align yourself with what you do and if they are in agreement then that's lovely but if if actually it's not best suited for you Um, then that's definitely something something to think about, um, and then also there is directing, but there's also there's um, you know being a movement director, being a choreographer, um, being a fight director, being an assistant director, being a designer, um, and there's now intimacy directing, which is going to be which is already incredibly important. I think mm. will be even more important as we can. It's very important in film already. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that maybe actually if you decide that putting on being in charge, for want of a better word, of an entire show is not for you, but you still want to kind of make something. And there are these lots of other roles for that. And then just general advice, see as much as you can, either either on screen or if you can on stage, and work out what you like and what you don't like. And if there's anything that you think, I could have done that better, 
then you'll probably want to be a director. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suppose as a director, you work as a freelance mm, and yes. you work in different places. I do, and, yes. and, and how do you balance um, like personal life with work yes. life and things like that? So that's a very good question. When I first went freelance, um, a stage manager friend of mine told me to not be afraid of the gaps between jobs and that to kind of trust the gaps. And I didn't quite understand what she meant until I then went freelance. And I had two jobs booked in and then nothing. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, is this the rest of my life? Um, but she's right that actually, you know, as long as you keep making work that you enjoy and keep keep reminding people that you're here and that you're making work, um, there will there will be, if you want it to be, there will be something else on the horizon. And that actually you're allowed to have time off because you are, because no one works, no one should work 52 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, I've pretty much not stopped, we're now in October, I started at Scottish Opera in the first week of January this year. And I've had a couple of weeks off here and there. Um, Orpheus is my seventh project of the year. And then I have nothing in November and December, but actually that's kind of okay <laughs> because I'll get to be at home. Um, I have a I have a three year old, so I get to remind him what I look like. <laughs> um, and yeah, so actually, and then kind of twenty twenty three is is taking shape. So, but it is absolutely terrifying, and I understand why people have agents to kind of take that pressure mm. off you doing it all yourself because that kind of constant, um, yeah, the reminding people that you exist and that you're making work. Um, that that is also that's that's a that takes time and that takes careful consideration maybe a last question mm. if you don't mind no, no, um, I just want to hear from you what, what you think is the best aspect of your work uh, best aspect of my work I mean definitely the people like just to yeah just to work with work with like minded people and and all kind of be opera nerds together I love that that makes me very happy and then just the act of making a show there's nothing like, there's nothing else there's nothing else like it and then then seeing it in front of an audience um and how they and how they receive it and things that you think might work and then actually having having other people then facilitate them and then seeing them in action it's that's very special and also just again there's the you know, the passing the baton on there's always going to be someone in that audience where it's their first time seeing an opera or seeing a show and hopefully that'll be life-changing for them and that's always very special you've been listening to the artistic futures podcast with the wonderful emma black next time i will be speaking to Waki singh from manchester collective If you have any burning question for our future guests or would like to suggest people you would like to meet, please email education at opfranorth.co.uk. You can also find us on Twitter, search Opfranorth Education. See you next time! <laughs>